Welcome to Spew, Spectrum People Enjoying Wizardry. I'm Quirinus, and I have Asperger's Syndrome. I'm Lavender, and my daughter, Abby Kadabi, has nonverbal autism. And I now call the 33rd meeting of Spew to order! Lavender. Hello, Queerness. How has your family's been this last few weeks? You mean in regards to holidays or in general? <laughs> in general, but holidays are, they exist. Eh, they're a thing that we must tolerate, yes. I liked this Thanksgiving because we didn't have people in the house. We just had food. That's what I was about to say. This was like the most successful Thanksgiving we've had. <laughs> We didn't have to do a whole bunch of running around, and it was kind of peaceful, which is kind of what we need. Abby doesn't like to do a whole lot of unnecessary transitions, which neither do I, so I can't really put that all on her. But overall, we're doing very, very well. Abby is still loving her new therapy slash school setup. She's doing really well in it. I just recently survived the absolute most stressful two weeks in my job that I've ever had to endure, and I came out better for it, so we're all just, pr we're pretty good over here. Yeah. I, I had another art show scheduled for this weekend, and then, um, due to sickness, just not the sickness, it got cancelled. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that, when, so... Due to sickness, but not the sickness. Not the sickness. <laughs> the sickness we do not name. <laughs> So this is going to be our last episode of the year, going into December. So what we're going to take a few weeks off for the holidays. So the next episode that we will put out will be January 15th with our review of the first part of Half-Blood Prince. Be nice to take a little break for the holidays. Yeah. So that means I'm going to give you the birth dates for all of December. December 6th is Hagrid's birthday. December 12th is Charlie Weasley, and December 31st, Tom Marvolo Riddle. Oh, so he's not a New Year's baby. Close, but not quite. I'd maybe sort of, uh, yeah, sort of. Anyway, we got some deaths. Um, December 7th is Mary Lou and Ch Chastity Barebone, and December 31st would be Merope Gaunt, which is Tom's mother, so birth and death the circle of life circle of life <laughs> what are we gonna talk about this week we've just got a little bit of news this episode yeah mainly we're gonna talk about news we couldn't come up with anything fun to talk about and well we kind of talked about johnny depp i hate that this podcast makes me talk about johnny depp <laughs> Yeah, because this isn't stuff that we would normally give this much attention to, but for the sake of the podcast, we feel like we kind of have to. Yeah, so here is the basic outline of what happened, going back a couple years. So, Amber Heard filed for divorce, claiming that he beat her in drug-induced rages. Um, there were investigations, and there wasn't enough substantial evidence to really prove anything. 
then it came out that she threw pots and pans at him. So that case ended up getting settled out of court. They signed a joint document saying that neither of them lied for money. And then she donated all of her money that she got from the settlement to charity. After which, J.K. Rowling sided with Johnny Depp, which was baffling because she's always been a champion of domestic abuse even before she spoke about it this last year. So that's phase one of what happened. Of many. (laughs) Phase one of many. Yes. Because then she, Amber Heard, broke contract and did an interview and... The Sun published a article about it using the title, How Can J.K. Rowling Be Genuinely Happy Casting Wife-Beater Johnny Depp in the New Fantastic Beasts film? So, basically, because they called him a wife-beater, Johnny Depp sued The Sun directly for slander. This is different than the libel case that was postponed until next year that is directly against Amber Heard for breaking the contract earlier. So there's multiple libel cases going on. (laughs) But he sued them, and basically the judge looked at 14 allegations that were made against him by Amber Heard. There was also some new evidence. We talked about they found some text messages of him asking for drugs that corresponded with the dates that she claimed that he beat her. There were also some text messages that... Basically, the judge decided were irrelevant because they weren't evidence of physical abuse, but verbal abuse. So we have evidence of verbal abuse, but they were thrown out because that's not what the case was about. And so 12 of the 14 allegations were found to be relevant. And basically, the judge says, based on the probability of basically there's so many of these different allegations and they're all different, they're probably substantially enough true that the son can call him a wife beater. So this is not a case that decided whether or not he was guilty. It just decided whether or not there was enough evidence out in the public that they can call him a wife beater and it not be slander. And not be a complete lie. Right. Yeah, and that's that's basically what what it came down to. So it doesn't necessarily prove that he did anything, but there's enough evidence that he probably did it, therefore they can do it. And it's not a lie, it's not, it's safe for the newspaper to say this. So, on November 6th, Johnny Depp published an open letter that stated, I wish to let you know that I have been asked to resign by Warner Brothers from my role as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts. And I have respected and agreed to that request. So that happened. (laughs) Obviously, there's a lot of people that are like jumping to his side in this. It's just confusing to me because based on this limited amount of information, it definitely sounds like they're both guilty. And oh, just get rid of both of them as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Yeah, problematic all the way around. Now, I would be willing to say that she's more guilty since she did the interview and she shouldn't have done that. But that's a different crime altogether. Additional information that's come out of this. The release date has been pushed back yet again. It is now scheduled for July 15th of 2022. It's a long time. (laughs) It is. It's already been a long time. It's already been pushed back like twice. So another piece of information about this that is 
frustrating that kind of makes me go, what What was even the point then? Is because he did one day of shooting, they are still required to pay his full $10 million salary. And it's, that's, that's what is the point then? Like, they knew that this was a possibility. Why would they not work his contract to allow them to drop him at any time? <laughs> I mean, it was in his contract. <laughs> it was in his contract. I just don't understand why they left it in his contract. Especially since we're three movies in, it should have been in, there should have been a stipulation in the last two movies to allow them to drop him as far as I, I get it. Like, it's just, I also don't understand what is the point of making him step down if they had to pay him either way. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you had to pay him either way, why don't you just keep him? It's not like public opinion has necessarily turned against Johnny Depp. No, but they were, I think they were, they were kind of waiting for an excuse the whole time. I mean, otherwise, also wonder how many movies were in his original contract, because otherwise I would have thought they would have replaced him because the original allegations against him came out shortly before it was revealed that he was in the first movie. They had enough time to replace him in those three shots. That's true. My timeline's all fuzzy on these. <laughs> right. And even if they didn't, they, like, I, I feel like they should have replaced him after the first movie because they had time. Even though the whole reveal of the first movie was that he was Johnny Depp the whole time. It <laughs> it wasn't, it yeah. didn't feel like a reveal that it was Grindelwald. It felt like a reveal that it was Johnny Depp. Just like the ending of... Detective Pikachu. Have you seen that? No, not yet. Yeah, no, ba- basically the the big twist ending is that it was Deadpool the whole time. <laughs> it's like this movie probably makes no sense whatsoever in translations. Anyway, <laughs> had a little interview with Jude Law at one point where he basically just said, in a situation like this, you defer to the studio. That's all you can do because you have to turn up and play your part. It was unusual for me because on this particular role, Johnny had actually only done a day's filming, I think, on his own. So, yeah, that's the other thing is they knew this case was coming up. Why did they even bother filming one of his scenes this early? So, I don't know. I Because I've seen some other people claiming that, like, they've had this whole contingency plan this whole time, and it's like, did they? Because it doesn't sound like they did. A lot of people then jumped at the possibility of Colin Farrell returning to the role, mm-hmm. since he basically played him for the first movie. I, when it comes to that, there, there was like a couple of stri- trains of thought of, on one hand, it is well established that Grindelwald is a master of self-transfiguration. So to a certain extent, you could literally cast anyone and... As long as you had it written well enough, you could get away with it. Yeah, it just took a little finessing. But that also would, you know, to do it well, you know, you would kind of need him to come back to film two or three extra scenes or so, like, which I don't necessarily see as a problem since they're paying him the full amount anyway. But then we get rumors that Mads Mikkelsen was in talks to replace him. And these were like strong rumors for several days before finally someone did an interview with him where he said... That they were just rumors and he was waiting on the call. Which is code for, yes it's true and I am literally waiting on the call before I can tell you. Uh, So on November 10th it was confirmed that Mads Mikkelsen is replacing Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Which 
he looks enough like him that I think they're going to pull another Dumbledore and it will be barely noticeable. It seems like they didn't even look in any, into any other options. I mean, obviously, we don't know what went on behind the scenes, but... Right, and I wonder if that is part of that contingency plan, is that they had him pegged to replace him two years ago, but, you know, couldn't actually finalize anything until after he left. So... That's all I really have on that. We're getting a new Grindelwald. Getting a new Grindelwald. Also, it did come up at one point, people were talking about, what about the kid that played him in Deathly Hallows? And the answer to that is, he's already playing a character in this movie. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) How about some trivia? Alright. I got us some Fantastic Beast trivia. I was trying to find something from the movies, but ended up going with something from the book. By what name do muggles know the Dairy Call? This is Jeffrey, the financial advisor for Spew at Glingotts Bank. And now we return to Spew. Alright, Lavender. What name do muggles know the Dairy Call? Oh, I don't know. Would you like the multiple choice? Yes, please. The options are Dodo, Chicken, Ostrich, or Kiwi. The Dairy Call. Um, Deary, de- 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 diarrhea cowl, Deary cowl, Deary cow, Deary cowl. Um, I'm gonna say the ostrich. It is the dodo. Oh, that was a very sad O. I didn't get it. <laughs> All right, moving on to our daily profit. Gonna start with some not news or maybe news. We got more rumors. Kind of news. (laughs) Kind of news. We have rumors that some of the original cast members are in talks with Warner Brothers for a new project. Dun dun dun. That is all we have to go on. So it doesn't mean much. It could mean anything. We don't even know that the new project is a movie. It could be a new ride. (laughs) Like... We got some new pins for the pin collection. There was an additional Halloween one that showed up after the last episode. It is a nearly headless Nick. So remember I was talking about the house sets that came with like five pins and they all came with the house ghost except for Gryffindor came with the fat lady instead. They have now released nearly headless Nicks in the same style with the glow in the dark, but his head is on a pivot, so it moves. Oh, okay. I kind of like that. And then there's two holiday pins that were released. Got Christmas at Hogwarts and a glittery Hedwig. Also, we have more information about the Harry Potter store in New York City. It has been delayed opening until next year. But the website has gone forward and open. And so it is basically just another Harry Potter gift store. But they have a new set of exclusive wands that you can only get through this store. And these wands are based on various items in the wizarding world. So, like, there's one that looks like one of the Hogwarts castle towers... There's one with a phoenix. There's one for each of the house mascots. Except for Ravenclaw, there is a raven one for some reason. There are the founder artifacts. So there's one for Hufflepuff's 
cup, one for Ravenclaw's diadem, one for the sword, and one for the locket. And there's also a Thestral and a Golden Snitch. And then, randomly, an Ukrainian Iron Belly, which I thought was the coolest looking one. And then a Bow Treckle. So these are just wands that are generic and just look like various objects from the world. Okay. (laughs) The next thing we're going to talk about is Fantastic Beast, The Wonder of Nature. This has been being developed for about two years and has been delayed a little bit due to COVID. And I mean, the disease that shall not be named. And it is now opening December 9th in London's Natural History Museum. And it explores how real life animals were inspired by creatures of legend. And so it features 90 animal specimens and 30 props from both Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts. There is also a companion book that has been released, but it's not available in the U.S. It looks exciting, and there was lots of news articles, but that's pretty much all the information that I got. Mm-hmm. So, in new news, we're going to talk about the University Sains Malaysia, which is the number one college in Malaysia. Okay. <laughs> so, on November 25th, Some anti-vaxxer posted a very lengthy Facebook post that I've got kind of a summary of the translation here. So I don't know how accurate it is, but it'll give you an idea of what this post was about. Um, So it says something to the effect of the Islamic vaccine agenda is a false flag purposely done so that Westerners who realize the dangers of vaccine would hate Islam. When in reality, vaccines are a Freemason agenda to enslave all humans for the New World Order. Did you know that the scientific knowledge you learnt at USM is actually part of black magic? Even weird mathematical equations is part of black magic. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, obviously a conspiracy nutter. Um, But they specifically targeted this university and said that science was black magic. To which the university responded by posting, Wingardium Leviosa, what's your wizarding major? With a picture that looks like an official post from the school website, with a wand laying across it, and it says, offers 348 courses, including magic. (laughs) A little bit later, they posted, ever since Voldemort blindly cast Coronium Virusium, the world has been impacted. So do we. Headmaster Professor Rafiq Dumbledore Adekin said, we shall bounce pat. Meanwhile, stay safe and avoid an encounter with muggles without a mask. (laughs) So they they were just having some fun. And then the next day they put out some more facts because they're like, that's ridiculous. Some see our post yesterday as ridiculous. So yes, we are ridiculous at times, but we are serious about making magic. 42 of our wizarding scientists are listed as top 2% scientists in the world by Stanford. Many are Aurors while some possibly dementors in their early days. So, thank you, University of Malaysia, for that. (laughs) That's all I can say. Well done. Alan Rickman's 27-volume diary is going to be published as a single book in the fall of 2022. I don't know how I feel about that. 
one book? I mean, I don't know how... I don't imagine that diaries are generally very many pages, but 27 diaries does seem like it would be quite long. Sir Michael Gambone? Gambon? How is his name pronounced? Gambon. Gambon? Anyway, he ran over a lawyer, and now he's being sued for 55,000 pounds. Um, wow. So, in April of 2017, Michael was driving a 4x4, and he ran over Toby Clouston's foot while he was sitting on his bicycle, and did not notice until he, like, flagged him down. He ended up with a broken ankle, ligament damage, and he is claiming permanent mental anxiety because he is now scared of riding his bike near other cars. Michael Gambone has admitted liability, but the insurance company doesn't accept Clouston's full account, so it is going to court. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How do you run over somebody's foot and not know it, man? I I don't know. Why do old people drive 4x4s? True. True. This is the real problem here. You can now say, okay, Google, tell me a Quidditch story, and it will play you an excerpt from Quidditch Through the Ages audiobook. So, there is that. That's fun. Quidditch Through the Ages highlights. Just so you know, Quidditch Through the Ages highlights get saved every time you use it, so other people in the home can pick up where you left off. What is that? That is my Google Home that is responded and now playing the excerpts. <laughs> hey, Google, stop. All right, we have a couple Guinness World Records broken this month. Two of them, actually. Mm-hmm. The first one is broken by Rupert Grint, who has finally joined Instagram with the sole purpose of showing off his six-month-old daughter Wednesday and broke the record to the fastest to one million followers with four hours and one minute. The previous holder was Sir David Attenborough, who joined in September and made it in four hours and 45 minutes. And before that was Jennifer Aniston in October of last year with five hours, 16 minutes. (laughs) Way to go, Rupert. That is a wild fast amount of time to get a million subscribers for anyone. Yeah. (laughs) The other record that was broken this month is the most people to board their broomsticks online simultaneously. The record is now set at 133 and achieved by Bloomsbury Publishing on August 25th in order to commemorate the release of the new illustrated edition of Quidditch Through the Ages. Okay. In Slovakia, they are celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Harry Potter release with a new set with new illustrated covers. And they're nice. It's hard to bring news when the news is just, look at these pretty pictures. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Got a bunch of new brand partnerships. Barium Makeup has items exclusive to the Platform 9 and 3 quarters store. There's a Luna Lovegood set, a Deathly Hallows collection. There's House sets that have mirrors and nail paints and nail files and eyeshadows and the Deathly Hallows stuff is mostly like brushes and more makeup. Marks and Spencers has children's clothing. There are house sweaters and backpacks and slipper boots and winter hats and gloves and scarves and more. Why can't I have a house sweater? (laughs) 
Slytherin, right? Mm, you know, it used to be Gryffindor, but the older I get, definitely Ravenclaw. MeUndies now has five prints, just a standard Harry Potter print, and then four house prints. There's a few others. There's always so much brand stuff. They're starting to get boring. Yeah, a lot of, like, collaborations. And we have one piece of autism news this time. This is... This is a weird one, because on one side it's exciting, and on the other hand, it's very disappointing. So, there is a new film coming out called Music. It was written, directed, and produced by Sia, and they filmed it in 2017, and it's been taking a long time for them to get it released. It now has a release date of February 2021, so just in a couple months. The plot involves a former drug dealer who is forced to be the guardian of her nonverbal autistic half-sister. It stars Kate Hudson, Leslie Odom Jr., and then Maddie Ziegler, Ziegler? Of course, from Maddie Dance Ziegler. Moms, yeah. As the titular music. The big controversy around this is the fact that they did not get someone on the spectrum to play music or appeared to have anyone in the spectrum involved in the movie in any way whatsoever. Because they didn't. That That's one thing. Also, a lot of people were complaining that the trailer is very loud and bright and flashy and massive sensory overload, which I kind of enjoyed. I like bright, flashy colors. But that's different than bright, flashy lights. I don't like bright, flashy lights. Eh. But then also she like doubled down and basically was like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I do. And everybody was like, no, really, like, you clearly don't. Yeah. More representation that is questionable. That isn't really representation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this has been, I was going to say informative, or fun, but I don't really feel like it was either of those things. It was short-lived. Yeah. If you would like to send us some owl mail and join in the conversation, let us know your thoughts. You can send us owl mail to spewcast at gmail.com or send us a howler by sending us a voice recording there or clicking the link in the description or by calling 407-706-SPEW. That's 407-706-7739. You can also check out our website. It's spewpod.uk. We're on Twitter at Spectrum People. We're also on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash spewcast. Instagram handle is at spewpod and TikTok at spewcast. As always, we want to thank Joan Purr for our theme music. And until next time, I'm Queerness. And I'm Lavender. And as Luna Lovegood says, don't worry, you're just as sane as I am. Bye. Bye. Trace. Cuatro. Cinco. Hola. <laughs> Bienvenidos a la... Okay, <laughs> that's as far as I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs>